The Supreme Court rules in favor of the baker who refused to make a gay cake. The Donald and cuckboy Justin Trudeau are going at it again, this time in regards to trade policies. Uh, Trump met with Kim Jong-un in a legendary meeting to discuss peace. And lastly, Trump says he's down to get 420 friendly. My name is Alex Henderson, and you're listening to my podcast, Really Simple Politics. Okay, guys and gals, I'm back here today, joined, as always, always. by my uh, roommate, Andrew. Hello. How are you doing today, Andrew? Doing pretty good. That's good to hear. So, uh, before we get started, we're going to go ahead and play a quick Southern Society ad. Whoa, hey, Ed. What website is that? What's that, Kevin? The website you're shopping on. What is it? Ah, it's Southern Society's shop on Really Simple Politics website. They've got several different styles of t-shirts in a variety of colors for just $30 each. No shipping! Oh wow, that's awesome, because I somehow got roped into going hunting with my father-in-law and I was actually trying to get something, uh, you know, outdoorsy, because you know I'm not that type. Uh, so I, I wanted to get something, I don't know, it shows my outdoor t- uh, side, because, uh, you know, I want to go the full mile with this guy. <clears throat> but Kev, you're single. Uh, oh hey, look ladies, yoga pants are coming soon. Wife would love a pair of those. And Razorback tees. Goodness! Gotta love those homemade abs. <laughs> yeah, you know, homegrown right here. Yes, of course. Uh, thank you again, Southern Society, for sponsoring us here at Really Simple Politics. We really appreciate it, and, uh, you know, we could use all the sponsors we get. Yes. So, we're going to go ahead and start off this podcast by talking about the um, big Supreme Court cake case that has been going on since the wee years of uh, early July 2012. Yep, the cake boss was, uh, he... They found the assault charges uh, did not stick. <laughs> yes, yes. Except for there was no assault in this uh, case. That was a different think, cake. <laughs> I don't think the uh, cake boss actually assaulted anyone, but I, I guess he, he could have. I honestly don't know. I made that up on the spot, so. I do know that the cake boss is no longer on TV. That's all I know. Yep. Anyway, so going back to this cake case, so um, for those who don't know or are too long didn't read... Um, this cake case started whenever a gay couple came into Masterpiece Cake Shop, which is owned by Jack Phillips out in Denver, Colorado, and they wanted to make a custom-made uh, wedding cake for their for their gay wedding that had writing on it that insinuated that it was a gay uh, wedding that was happening. And uh, Jack Phillips refused his services when he figured out that it was a same-sex couple wanting the uh, cake to be a specifically uh, handwritten, like, gay cake. And that is against uh, Jack's religious beliefs, so he refused to make the cake. So then, instead of just being any other normal person and just going to a different cake shop and not giving that person your business and money, they decided they're going to use up American tax dollars and tax time and just a lot of resources that we have and clog up the justice system with this stupid, stupid case about how they wanted their cake to be made, even though he said no. If, if he doesn't want to make a cake, move on. Simple as that, you would not have had to draw it out for how many years? 
Six. Six years just to lose. Yeah. <laughs> just to lose and not get that cake. Yeah. Well, yeah. Six years later. Yeah, let's say, y'all, you're married now? Yeah. <laughs> no, they were waiting on that cake. <laughs> Still waiting on that cake. Well, they ain't going to get it because the Supreme Court decided in a 7-2 to two ruling. Yes. 7-2 seven seven to to two two. decision. Not 5-4. to four, So this was not even a close decision, guys. They decided that um, Jack Phillips, the owner, was indeed the rightful winner in this case, and he did not have to make a custom cake that went against his religious beliefs. They decided that the Colorado, I think it was the, uh, oh, shit, what was it called? The Colorado Civil Rights Commission was unfair in their judgment. That's what they decided, because the Colorado Civil Rights Commission went back and fined him for not making this cake for them, and then that's when he took it to the Supreme Court saying, hey, I should not have to pay this. Oh, okay. That's basically what happened. Okay. And Jack Phillips even stated in uh, a couple of different interviews um, that it's not about turning away the customers. It's about doing a specific uh, cake, a specific custom cake that dealt with a gay wedding, and he sees a wedding and you know this may be old-fashioned but he sees a wedding as a, re- a very religious sacred event and a, it's a unity between two people and a lot of people still in america today do not do not think that gay people should be allowed to be married in a religious sacred place like a church or something like that so I, I get where this guy's coming from. He doesn't. He really. Sh- he shouldn't have to make this custom cake. It's his business. It is his business. His- He's the owner. He can turn away business if he wants. He can turn away customers. He can do whatever he wants. He owns the business. But see, th- this is the thing, and this is something that I didn't know <clears throat> starting out, or at least until um, Alex here explained it to me, was that it. Okay, so when you say that it's. He, he was not turning away the customers. He was turning away what they specifically he, wanted to say on the he was, cake. He was turning away the situation. And that's what I really want to get across with this case. is they, These two gay people walked into his cake shop. They wanted a custom cake that had custom writing on it that insinuated that this was a gay wedding that was happening. He did not turn the people away based upon the fact that they came in and said, Hey, we're gay. We want a cake. No, he turned away the people based upon the fact that they went in and specifically requested a custom cake with custom writing on it that that praised a gay wedding, which he did not feel comfortable himself doing uh, via his religious moral conscience and refused service. And if I were the, like I said earlier, if I were those people, I would just go to the next shop and not even care about it. And he just, like, any business can refuse customers. Like, any business. Walmart, not that they, they will never do it, but they could refuse a customer if they wanted. They'll refuse you if you're underage trying to buy. It, yeah, true. So, I mean, like, it just, say saying no. I mean, this guy was well within his right. It does not matter what was written on the cake or what they wanted written. If he wanted to say no, I'm not going to write that, that's that's up to him. I mean, that's, it, yeah. And a business should be able to say yes or no to whoever they serve, but here's the thing as well. Number one, they should not be allowed to discriminate, but this was not a discrimination case because he was basing it upon his religious affiliation 
not based upon the fact that these two people came in, said we're gay and we want a cake, and he said no. That's not how it happened. That's what a lot of people think happened, but that is not the case. Those are that is fake news. It is literal fake news, and don't fall victim to it. Um, because he, he, he was saying he, he would not make the cake. He was not refusing their business. He just wouldn't make that specific cake that they wanted. He said that they could come in and get any cake that he sold. Doesn't matter what. He would have sold a cake to them. But the specific custom writing that praised the gay wedding, he would not do for a custom cake. Yeah. Because it goes against his moral conscience. Well, even, like, subtracting the mor morality from the whole equation, I mean, this is, like, basically the owner of a business's right to refuse anyone. Yes, and and the big thing is, and what the Supreme Court decided here, is that this was not um, refusing service based upon discrimination via sexual orientation. No. This was based upon his religious rights, which, as we know, um, separation of church and state, you can't that's a really really finicky area so the supreme court did a really good job in deciding this and they have really good uh, supporting and dissenting opinions if you go out there and actually read the case they make some very very good uh, valid arguments on both sides but in the end at the end of the day this was a fantastic decision by them and really if a business wants to refuse people Honestly, why not just let them? Because if they keep refusing and refusing, they're going to go out of business. No, yeah. no business model can sustain like that. So if they're going to be discriminatory and not allow you to purchase something, just don't ever go back there. And and I guarantee if they keep that practice up, then pff, they're going to go out. Of they're going to go out. Of, yeah, they'll go out of business eventually. <laughs> yeah. So I mean. It, it, this reminds me of that uh, other cake case that you not that it's a case but the other cake situation that you told me about where someone wanted summa cum laude written on their cake and the like the person who did the cake asterisked out the uh, the cum part yeah. the cum they, they just like, they thought it was a sexual done, reference. If he had done this, like, say he had made the cake, done everything they wanted except for just, like, bleeped out words and uh, like uh, uh, that they wanted spelling. That could be discriminatory because at that point you're, you're literally editing out the gay portion of their writing. In which case, why are you making that cake? I guess, I, I guess in this situation, the people that he was dealing with are probably the ones at fault. So no matter what he did, they would have still oh, gotten... They're 100% at fault. Yeah, exactly. They're the ones who threw a big old bitch fit about this. And then they decided that they're going to take this all the way up to the Supreme Court case or the Supreme Court and have a case out of it just yeah. because... So I guess regardless of whatever he had done, they probably would have done that. If it was not, yes, I'll make the cake. The, the gay couple also decided that uh, after this was after this was decided by the Supreme Court, they said, we're not going to let our fight down. They're, you just lost at the Supreme Court level. Yeah. What, uh, what fight do you have? There is none. <laughs> <laughs> you can't double jeopardy him either, so good luck with that. And it's all over because he would not write something on a cake. That is astounding. Mm -hmm. That is... Oh. Six years in our legal system. Six years. The, the fact that you even took this to court over the fact that he would not write something on your cake, that is ridiculous. <laughs> Come on, people. Like, oh, God. We got Drew all fired up today. Yeah, and like we're only this, into the first as topic. As if the American justice system wasn't slow enough, you have to throw this thing in there to, like, make it slower. Like, even slower, like, to get the actual cases. Yeah, I'm not calling your case an actual case. It's, a, it's over a damn cake. Get over it. Go somewhere else. <laughs> Go to Baskin Robbins. They'll make it for you. 
Yes. Yes, I would have any time whenever I was a kiddo. Yeah, yeah. God, oh, this, mm, yeah. And had I not made the cake, I probably would have been fired. This is ridiculous. So, lesson learned. Uh, if you're going to go to a cake and... Or, <laughs> go to a, a shop and claim uh, discrimination of some sort, you better have a solid case and... Uh, I mean, really solid. It better actually, and just for the for the love of whatever you hold dear, because I don't want to invoke, you know, the ne- I don't want to invoke the Lord on high because it's you know it doesn't necessarily uh, correlate with these individuals. Um, it just uh. no, I'm I'm done. <laughs> 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 And with that, we are going to go ahead and move into our next topic. And our next topic here is trade wars. This time, we are featuring mostly Donald Trump and Justin Trudeau, uh, who, if you don't know, is the Prime Minister of Canada. They recently went at it at a G7 summit. Which, if you don't know what that is, it's uh, basically a meeting of, like, all the superpowers in the world, like the European nations, America. You know, in the past, I'd, I would always say, well, if, if, you know, stuff goes south, I can just move to Canada. No one's got an issue with Canada. Well, <laughs> I, I, now I, I think of it like, oh, I'll just move to Canada. Oh, wait. Honestly, if I left America, I'm not sure where I'd go. I, I'm not, yeah, it, it would have to be, like, a... a Honestly, I'll just go to Australia and I'll just stay indoors. Because, I mean, you don't want to go outside in Australia, but it's, Australia's so isolated from everyone else. <laughs> like, that's the place to be. You just can't own a gun out there. I, fine. Fine. <laughs> I'll take it. As long as, like, no other country's got an issue with me, I'll just stay over. I'm more concerned about the wildlife. But anyways, we're getting way that's off topic. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're getting way off topic here. Back to the trade war. So, there's been a lot of issues with Donald Trump recently because he's been imposing tariffs on other nations, and specifically steel tariffs, to, dr- to try and uh, even out the differences that we are paying in... Uh, paying in respects to these other countries via our trade so and i could see trudeau or or just the all of canada being like why us like what have we ever done canada as a whole has not done anything bad to america justin trudeau has been kind of a uh he panders to basically anybody who comes his way like you can you can type it or you can google justin trudeau costume or outfit and you can see that man dressed up as like a native american i've seen many pictures (laughs) dressed up in all kinds of weird garb and it's just like dude you look ridiculous please take that off you're you literally are just pandering to these people and it's embarrassing but anyways that that's not the only reason i hate him I, i do think he is quite spineless when it comes to any sort of negotiations or any sort of sticking with us as americans because donald trump says one bad thing against him and then he just folds and um, I'll just read off Donald Trump's tweet here, which doesn't do Donald any justice. I wish he would put things like this a little bit more presidential. <laughs> but instead, you Maybe know... Maybe run he, them by someone before he tweets. <laughs> you know how he is? He just fires off a tweet. So here we go. Uh, Donald Trump's quote, Fair trade na- is now to be called fool trade if it is not reciprocal. According to a Canada release, they make almost $100 billion in trade with the U.S., 
quotation, yes, they were bragging and just got caught. Uh, minimum is $17 billion. Tax dairy from us 270%. Then Justin acts hurt when called out. So what he's saying here is that um, Canada has been making billions and billions off of the U.S. via trade um, and that they are taxing our dairy that we receive from them 270%. Which, if that's the case, that is a little ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see where he's coming from. Uh, I don't know what the minimum is 17B. I guess that's 17 billion, but I'm really not sure what that Minimum means. is 17 billion? Like, what is that in reference to? Like, I'm not sure. I guess he just kind of threw that in there. I do like the little quotations. Guess they were bragging or got caught. Like, <laughs> that is a Donald Trump tweet. I mean, this was clearly a, tr uh, a tweet from Trump himself. Oh, yeah. Because it was not one that was sent out. Via his PR people, no. Yeah, no. Um, and then he goes on to state further, Why should I, the President of the United States, allow countries to continue to make massive trade surpluses, as they have for decades, while our farmers, workers, and taxpayers have such big and unfair price to pay? Not fair to the people of America. $800 billion trade deficit, and add that to the fact that the U.S. pays close to the entire cost of NATO, protecting the same countries that rip us off on trade quotations they pay only a fraction of the cost and laugh end quotation the european union has 151 billion surplus they should pay much more for military yeah say because if so, you've got a surplus you should pay this was a lot this was a lot to wrap up so let's break it down let's break all this down so fair trade is not fair trade is now to be called fooled trade if not reciprocal i agree that, um, you know, whatever tax rate or trade rate that we are giving another country, that should be the same rate that we receive back from them. It shouldn't be skewed to, to one or the other. You could say, you could try and skew it based upon, like, GDP, but uh, that really doesn't work out too well whenever a country like us has a high GDP, but we also have a very, very negative uh, deficit. Are we are over twenty one trillion in, in debt? As I checked yesterday, and Did yesterday was June June eleventh. How many uh, years ago was it that we printed that like platinum coin that was worth like a billion dollars or something? Oh, I don't know. I can I I remember Obama giving it to like China or something. It was like, hey, this is worth a billion dollars. It's like that doesn't make up for the fact <laughs> that we owe you guys so much money. Let's say the billions are dropping the bucket. Try twenty-one trillion. Literally, yeah, nice. uh, there's a, there is a cool website out there. If you type in U.S. debt calculator on Google, it will show up this cool uh, real-time uh, calendar or uh, calculator that shows uh, the U.S. debt. You know, all, all kinds of different costs that the know U.S. If that's is cool. getting. <laughs> well, it also shows revenue received by the okay. U.S. as well. Okay. It's everything. The debts are all in red, and the and the revenues in green. It's really okay. cool to see the plus and the minus, but. Uh, let me just tell you, the red is a bigger number than the green. So it's a little scary. Uh, let's keep going. According to the Canada release, they make over, almost $100 billion in trade with the U.S. Guess they were bragging and just got caught. I would really like to know what Canada release this was. Um, he didn't quote anything. He just said Canada release, so I guess I could look that up more if I was really interested. But... Um, hundred billion dollars in trade with the u.s is that profit that they're making off of us or is that just like 
money that they're coming that, that that they're raking in via trade because we yeah, we make like, a lot of we make billions of dollars via trade each year too. Yeah, but, but then you also have to subtract that from what we owe. Yeah, so yes. it, yeah, so I, I, that is true. This uh, tweet by him does not, I guess, so you know, really that shit. part. Yeah, that part of the tweet is a little a little hard to understand. Minimum is seventeen B. Impossible. Uh, impossible to decipher. <clears throat> you just use that for yourself. Uh, tax dairy from us at 270%, then Justin X hurt when called out. So if our dairy tax is really at 270%, which I would agree that it is at a very high rate. That's ridiculous. That is very ridiculous, and that is why you go to the grocery store and you pick up a gallon of milk and you're really? just like, well, sh- Almost $4. shoot, it's $4. Yeah. It's... Yeah, it's a, it's a bit ridiculous. Yeah. Um, it really should never be that high. Honestly, I don't know why we are spending or why we're paying 270% trade rate on milk whenever we could have farmers here in America do that, like get milk for us and not have to pay any sort of trade on that. But uh, again, farming is kind of going to the wayside as uh, more and more tech and industry and industrial work kind of pops up here in America. And labor. We always have labor jobs that need filling, which... By the way, there is a new uh, study that came out that shows that we have more workers here in America, or no, we have, excuse me, flip that. We have more jobs here in America than workers to fill them. Think about that. This is the first time in history ever that we've had more jobs than workers. Which does not make sense considering there's still an unemployment rate. Yes, the unemployment (laughs) is actually, this is another huge thing that we need to give Trump credit for is the unemployment rate is below 4%. Obama said that was impossible. Impossible. He said that. Direct I also, quote. like, and this is, if you if you don't have a job, I, and I, I don't care what, you know, whatever the situation, regardless, there is always somewhere that is accepting applications, accepting jobs. I know personally, like, the Taco Bell near us has... For the past several several years, had open interviews like the on same day, every single yeah every for, week yeah every week on the sign for years they've had like open interviews. So I and I know that's a Taco Bell. It's not what everyone want to work, what everyone wants to do. But if you do not have a job, if you don't have any sort of income, you need to swallow your pride and get a job. Yeah, and it doesn't matter where it is. I know you may be put, putting up with a bunch of bullcrap. It does not matter though get a job do not live on the welfare system that just like gives us more debt because we're having to pay out people that do not deserve the money which by the way medicaid and social security will be ending in 2025 or 2030 so if that's what you're relying on best get off that because it's going away um get on a different healthcare system and the social security i it's been in the hole for years. I'm surprised it took this long to get it to go away, but uh, maybe that'll mean more money in my pocket uh, when my when my uh, check comes or my payment comes for my job. The, what does suck is I'm putting all this money into Social Security, and now I know I will never receive that when I retire. Yeah. So build up that 401k, people, <laughs> because Social Security isn't going to be there to hold on to you whenever we get old now because it's just been a failing, failing thing that's happened, and I don't know why it fails considering it's taken out of my paycheck every single paycheck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess. There's a bunch of money I haven't seen because of that, and yeah. There's a reason I only get uh, 
So, you know, two thirds, maybe three fourths of my paycheck every paycheck. Yep. Mm hmm. Taxes. All right, so let's break down this uh, next little tweet. Uh, why should I, as the president of the United States, allow countries to continue to make massive trade surpluses as they have for decades, while our farmers, workers, and taxpayers have uh, have such a big and unfair price to pay? I don't know, Trump. Why should we allow them? We shouldn't. If if we're just going up based upon that fact right there, yeah, don't allow them to make massive trade surpluses on us. I I don't think that they should. That's not fair. Um, the, we are in debt massively, and that is what he, as a businessman, sees, is that we are $21 trillion in the hole as a country, and we need to reverse that flow of debt. Um, not fair to the people of America. Yes, duh. $800 billion trade deficit. We are way more than that in the hole. We are, like I said, $21 trillion yeah, as so a whole it's like in the hole. Yeah, so it's like $800 just in trade. Yeah, that's, and that's, that probably that's a, could that's just be last year. Yeah, who knows? That, that yeah. could just be in one year because $800 billion, yes, lots of freaking money if as on an individual scale. But on like a countrywide scale, especially America, that's really not a lot. That's a big... It's like what maybe a couple percentage of our actual deficit that we owe which is ridiculous mm -hmm. uh keep going here and add to the fact that u.s pays close to the entire cost of nato this is true we pay an absurdly high amount on nato and the u.n in which we receive nothing back from that. Absolutely nothing. No, they're they're useless anyway. They're useless and they don't peacekeep like they say they do. No. They they can't even fire upon enemies unless fired upon. So and nobody everybody knows not to shoot the blue helmets because they ain't gonna do nothing. Yep. Um let's see and oh blah 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 protect many of these countries that rip us off on trade. They only pay a fraction of the cost and laugh. I don't know if they laugh whenever they only pay a fraction of the cost, but I guarantee they do enjoy paying a lot less than the U.S. does. And the European Union had $151 billion surplus. Should pay much more for military. If I, that's their surplus, yeah, they should. I do want to know where he got that number. I haven't been able to figure that one out yet, but I haven't really looked into it too much. But I do know that if they do have $151 billion in surplus... That wow, number one, yeah. you're doing you're doing great on trade, and I don't think there's any country in this world that doesn't have debt, and that they have 151 billion in surplus. He's talking about the EU as a whole, so I could maybe kind of get this 151 billion, considering the EU is more than just one country. Yeah, but uh, with their whole with with the UK backing out of the EU and the pound and the euro kind of going against each other. I'm really not so, so sure how they would have this $151 billion surplus unless the economies of the other European Union nations are very, very strong. But, you know, we've got countries over there like Greece who can't figure anything can't, out. Can't figure out a dollar to save their life. Which is hilarious to me, like, knowing, uh, you know, like, the ancient history where it's like, you know, these massive, Greece was a massive power in the world and now they can't figure out their economy. <laughs> Mm -hmm. like, At one crazy. point, Greece was trying to take over the world. Yeah, the world. The whole world. Yes, the whole known world back then. And now they legit cannot pay back like any debt. Yeah. And are so far in debt, the country almost folded. 
Think about that. Your country almost collapsed because you're you were so far in debt. Astounding. Absolutely. Like, well, astounding. how do you not do something before that happens, or at least say something? Like, okay, we need to figure something out. We can't figure it out. Let's ask someone. Oh no, let's just keep quiet until it crumbles. Shh, let's let's just keep quiet about our GDP. We know it's negative a thousand percent, but we're just gonna keep it up. Sweep it under the rug. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, while this while this bashing on Justin Trudeau was happening by uh, Donald Trump. German Chancellor Angela Merkel, who has not been a big fan of Donald Trump, has spoke out and said that uh, she spoke out on German TV and said that uh, Trump's tweets to Justin Trudeau were sobering and a little depressing. Mer- Merkel also said that the European Union would try and act against U.S. trade measures that uh, Donald Trump is trying to implement, and this is all according to Fox News. So. I don't. I didn't realize that uh, the German Chancellor speaks for the entire European Union. Number one, that's a little absurd. And uh, number two, I would like to see what they do to act against the U.S. in trade measures. Sure, they could sit there and impose tariffs upon us, but that just means that Donald Trump is going to raise tariffs on them, and then you have higher prices for everybody. Nobody wants that. Nobody's going to pay that. That's just not how it's going to work. So something else is going to have to be done. Uh, tariffs being raised is not the way to go about it. Additional tariffs being added, I don't think, is the way to go about it. But, you know, I'm not the one behind the seat doing all the trades. So. Yeah, I, and I, I get it. Like, if you're going to make cuts, I, I would absolutely make cuts. Not, I, I would, like, save Canada for the last. Like, if I'm going to start imposing tariffs, I would save Canada for last. Because, I mean, shit. Crap. <laughs> we we border them which i i you know should tell you it shouldn't hey. mean anything considering donald wants to put a, a a wall between another bordering country well that but, country uh, it, there, there's there's more reason there's reason for that whereas canada there's not it's just hey we've got a massive like trade deficit here so that's not fair. Let's correct what, that. what I wish he would have done instead of imposing these tariffs is he would have sat down with Justin Trudeau. And been that like, would have been the, like, been hey, like, what can we do? Hey, listen, I see that you're taxing us like hundreds of percentiles like over what we're paying or, or over what we're taxing you guys on trade. Can we figure something out? Yeah. but Like th- try and work out something, not just immediately impose tariffs on them. But Donald Trump likes to act immediately does. and does not like Justin Trudeau. We know this. For, I know this. Which Everybody I, I knows this. I have to give it to the man Donald, that is. That, you know, he is just acting on what he is doing. Like, he's not beating around the bush. He's he's doing things. Like, regardless of how it's received, he's doing things. He well, doesn't care what the public image is. If he doesn't... Him. He's trying to get this country back on the right track. Yeah, if he doesn't get his way, he's going to go about some way to get his way regardless. Yeah. For the most part. Now... In regards to, like, the Mueller investigation, he has not got his way at all in any sort of aspect on that because the the damn thing is still going. Um, but, but then I'm again, not, like, there's nothing to find. Uh, so yeah, exactly. Like, I'm not even going to talk about that. I'm not even going to give it we, any more credit. That. Yeah. If you want to hear more about that, listen to the last episode. But uh, to be honest, there's nothing ever going to be found out. And come September, it's going to end. Period. That's my call. So, uh, we're going to go ahead. That was a good, good talk on that trade war. Uh, we're going to go ahead and move into our next topic. And 
And with our next topic here, we're going to be talking about President Trump and Kim Jong-un. And they had a big, huge, 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 huge meeting in Singapore to discuss uh, hopeful peace and denuclearization of the Korean Peninsula. So, this just happened last night. And uh, today it is June 12th. So last night, really, really late at night for us, uh, I guess kind of early over there, um, Trump and Kim Jong-un came together on stage, shook hands, uh, you know, did, smiled and said whatever to each other and walked off and went back into his back room to talk about denuclearization and what they could do to bring peace to the Korean area. So what was the big things that came out of this meeting? Everybody was all worried that he was going to start nuclear war. Everybody was worried that he was going to make some crap deal in which, you know, they didn't denuclearize or that we just got shafted on the deal. You guys forget that this man wrote the art of the deal. Just saying. Just saying. So he goes in there, and by the end of the discussion and negotiations, they, Kim Jong-un and Trump have agreed and signed a statement that said that um, North Korea would start denuclearizing their arsenal immediately yes immediately that means now they're denuclearizing and also that means that or, or and what the u.s had to give in return is that we would stop training south korean troops in south korea so that they you know wouldn't be thinking that we're trying to do something military against them which donald trump agreed to so let's talk about the big wins that this is number one denuclearization of north korea holy I'm saying it. Yeah. <laughs> really? I'm going to say that because that is absolutely astounding. Um, I don't care what you see, the, them trolls on Reddit or whatnot. This has not been done before. People are saying that this has been done before and whatnot. No, this has never been done. North Korea, No North Korean leader since before the Korean War has ever stepped into South Korea to shake hands and talk to the South Korean president. And... No North Korean leader since the North Korean War, or since the Korean War, has uh, ever met with a U.S. president, shook hands, and then had a meeting, had like a discussion with him. That has not happened. Period. Has not happened. That is fake news that people are trying to put out that this uh, has happened before. That that is completely fake. Huge, hugely fake, hugely fake news. Um, and then the other thing is, a lot of people are saying this is not a big deal. That this is just symbolic. I don't know what you're playing at here. I don't know what you're trying to get at They're saying that this is symbolic. They're rob Donald Trump of his achievement. Yeah. Like, the, I, I get it. Like, If you see this and you're ticked off, you have a problem with Donald Trump as a person and not his policies. You just hate him for the fact that Donald Trump is Donald Trump, and you need to get over that because what he just did last night was world-changing. I mean, like, literally. Like, if Obama had done this... He would have got another peace prize, Nobel Peace Prize. If Obama had done this, everyone would be singing a different tune. But he would no, have deserved the peace prize. Yeah, he would have deserved the thing that he won, which, considering he didn't do any of the crap that he said he would do that won him that prize, and yet Donald Trump is here, went, like, doing this, which was more than Obama ever did in his eight years, this is another thing that just like gets to me. I don't understand. I'll say this. this Granted, uh, the Nobel Peace Prize is pretty much meaningless these days, but well, it's meaningless after Trump or after Obama got it, in my opinion, because I've never seen somebody drone strike more innocents and civilians than that man 
himself, Obama. And half the stuff that he was awarded the prize for, he didn't do. So I, yeah. And, and yet everyone's praising him and wishing that he would come back and he's saying, oh, the, you know, I'm not done with politics. Like, dude, just... Dude, you are, though. Leave You it. are. You're done. Leave it. Your eight years are done. You Get out. Yeah. Stop talking. Ah! Like, if you wanted more than eight years, you could have suspended, the, like, the... What is it? The... Uh, is it an amendment? Yes. Amendment. Amendment. The amendment a... that says you can only have eight years. You could have just said no and done more. But no, you didn't. And you let the next guy come in, live with it. That was your choice. He most likely would have got impeached had he tried. Oh, absolutely. That. I mean, anyone who tries to do that would. Well, minus FDR, minus FDR, but that was wartime. Yeah, war. <laughs> when when it's wartime, people are like, okay, just just keep. Yeah, going. don't give us someone new. Give us someone who's doing all right. Give us. He, hey, he this guy's knows, been doing great. <laughs> he, he's been doing okay. He already knows what's going on. Just let let him do. His yeah, thing. yeah. So that's a different circumstance. But then the next president, two years. You know. We go back to the same cycle that our Constitution has been doing since 1776. Yeah. Okay. So, that was big win, big legendary win. We're going to have to see what happens and what comes about that. We really don't... I, there's nothing really else to talk about besides the fact that this is, like, just huge, historic, and I, we honestly watched history happen yesterday. Yeah, I mean, it literally happened yesterday. So, Or, you know, and this morning. Like, there, there's not, you know... There's not, not a lot of information there, out, so... Not a lot has happened since then. It's been a short amount of time, so we don't really know what's happened. Check into Podcast 25, and yeah, we'll be talking we about it more <laughs> in the future. I'm sure, yeah. Yeah, so uh, we're going to go ahead and go into our last topic here, uh, which is actually quite a very important one. So, let's listen. Alright, so this last one, uh, like I said, is very, very important uh, for everyone in America. And that is that Trump signaled that he was going to be okay with legalizing marijuana on a federal level. Now, why do I say this affects everybody in the United States? You know, not everybody smokes marijuana. That's just ridiculous to assume that. Well, what I need you to think about is think of the billions, if not trillions, in revenue that this will produce just over the next five years. Yeah, just, no, 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 just like considering the amount of money that Colorado has made since 2012 and just Co taxing it. Colorado, Once, Washington, yeah. Alaska, DC, was all, it like the all, seven pretty much states all of the New England yeah. states? Whatever state like has it legalized, like the the money that they've been able to bring in from taxing that, and let me let me tell you, like they tax the hell out of that. Mm -hmm. Like it, it's like alcohol, which has a massive tax on it. Yeah, but people are going to buy their alcohol no matter what because. Honestly, some people are addicted. Some people just like a drink. Yeah. So it's the same thing with marijuana. marijuana. People are going to buy it. People, people are going to buy it because they, quote, feel an addiction. I still don't uh, agree that there's any way to get addicted to marijuana. I think there is an addiction to marijuana. I do. I personally oh. believe that. Okay. Yes, but, okay. So we have, di but, obviously, we have different, yeah. differing opinions. I think it's habitual, but not so much addictive. I, I don't think that the addiction is a negative thing. In all cases. That's the thing. Like, I think there's an addiction, but I don't think it has to be negative. I don't think the addiction has to be a negative thing. Because the people can be addicted to it, but get positive things out of it. Like, if you are smoking it because of, you know, like a chronic pain or some sort of, you know, like medical illness or something like that. Or, you know, it helps with that. It, depending on your state, you might not legally be allowed to medically use it. But, 
you know, like, if it does help with that. Would you agree more, though, that they're not so much addicted, but that they've just formed a habit of using that to cure their illness? I mean, uh, addiction's could... just such a strong word, in my it, opinion. Exactly. Like, uh, like that's the thing. When you think about addiction to marijuana, it's not the same addiction that you think of to alcohol. Because when you think of addiction to alcohol, you think something that's tearing apart families. Something that's, like... Literally killing literally people. Literally killing people. Destroying families. Addiction to marijuana is not doing that. If it's killing <laughs> a family, it's because the family refuses to accept that this member of their family is... Smoking marijuana. Or that the member of the family is smoking marijuana and then it's turned into a lazy piece of crap. Because yeah. that happens a lot. I mean, it does happen, but not everyone who smokes marijuana is going to end up super lazy that does not have, you know, like, just because someone smokes it doesn't mean that they're smoking while they're at work. doesn't mean that they're, you know, it, it, affect, it does not affect everyone's lives. No, but it can affect everyone in a different manner. Yes. So there's lots of pros, lots of cons to this. But I think it is not I think, on the same level as heroin or cocaine, <laughs> like it is described. Yes, it it is still classified as a Schedule One drug. Which, if you do not know, Schedule One drugs are drugs that are seen to have no medical benefit and are highly, highly addictive and dangerous. Yeah. Uh, so what is it? what's in there? Cocaine, cocaine, meth? heroin, and meth are the big top three that, that yeah, are on Schedule One. And yet marijuana is also in there. Yes, and then throw yeah, just chuck in marijuana in there. Uh, and there has been, to this day, not one single report of an overdose on marijuana, yet how many people overdose every day on alcohol, cocaine, uh, heroin, opioids, opioid crisis that we are going through <laughs> right now in America. There are literally thousands of people dying in America every day via overdoses of pain, pain kills, painkillers, pain pills. Yeah. Whereas, like, they could potentially smoke this and rid their pain and not die from the side effects or the other harmful chemicals that are put into the pills this is literally something you can grow in your front yard and it might be able to spike their mood into a happier more energetic person rather than being addicted to opioids which has been proven to cause uh, a short temper it it does not make sense i mean this all comes back to like times way before all of us that are living now uh, wherever I showed you how it was spelled in the in the yeah, in the bill. That's it's ridiculous. not even spelled right. It's not spelled right. It's, it's, it's got marijuana. It's marijuana. Yeah, with it's an got H. an H. Yeah, that's how it's that's how it's written in our constitution and the amendments because it was written so long ago, aka like late twenties, early thirties is when the marijuana ban was put in. And like we're closing in a hundred years. Yeah, we are. Which is ridiculous. I mean, how? If you, I guess it kind of depends on which version of Reefer Madness you're watching, because uh, if you've watched, I and I believe it's the most recent one, the one that's got, uh, is it Al? I, I believe it's Alan Cumming is the main character. Uh, he played Nightcrawler in the X Men movies. Um, you're gonna have to uh, edit his name. Yes, yes, because yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alan Umming. Umming. Yes. Just Ming. 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 Alan, Alan Ming. Ming. Yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but if you watch that one, that one's clearly a parody on all the re uh, the Reefer Madnesses before it. But, like, the original Reefer Madness was meant to, like, hey, marijuana's bad. But that was... It Look, was these all, people are going insane. It all came about, like, what was it, Prohibition? Because, like, they couldn't drink alcohol or something? Or, like, the alcohol companies were wanting to, like, people not to get on this other stuff and instead wanted them to do alcohol. So they... The reason I read for the fact that marijuana was banned in, like, the 30s was because 
and this is just what I read online. I'm not entirely sure on the facts here, but this is what I saw. It was that um, it was what these people thought, making black or making white women want black men, and that's why they ended it, or they put a stop to it. Which this was this was back before civil rights, so don't even don't even freak out about this because this was a totally different time in history. At the same time, alcohol was banned too. So this was a really, really weird time in American history, but for alcohol, it came back. For marijuana, never did. And if you think about it, think of all the things that people are wanting to change today, like with the Constitution and like change the law. Like, oh, it's so outdated and we need to change this and change that. It's Why is marijuana excluded from that? It shouldn't be, like, especially because there is no grounds for, you know, it being illegal. I mean, yes, there should be a age to where you are allowed to use it. It's in the bill. It's 21 plus. Yeah, like, I mean, I, I agree. That's 21 plus? Yes, absolutely. But it does not need to be illegal by any means. So let's talk about this bill. Um, this bill is being led by Cory Gardner, who is a Republican out of Colorado, Yes, I said Republican out of Colorado, not a Democrat. And uh, the LA Times was there to ask uh, Trump a quick question before he left the U.S. for that G7, G7 summit that we were talking about. And he, they asked him just real quick, you know, would you support Cory Gardner's bill? Which, if you really want to look, go look it up, it's SIL uh, 18725. And it's a really short read. It's only about four pages long. There's a lot of legal jargon in it, but if you understand those words, those words and you'll understand it and it's kind of a good read um but but basically what it says is that it would treat marijuana as alcohol it would make it uh 21 plus for people to be able to buy it so just like alcohol you have to be 21 to legally be able to purchase it and if anyone is owning it or possessing it under that they will be charged with a crime uh, it would limit the amounts that you can transport uh, on an individual or business basis. So obviously an individual is not going to be able to transport as much as a business could. Which if you already like know the laws the different states have in place for marijuana and its use, all of them already have like an amount that you can have as an individual mm -hmm. like in, in different forms so like edibles and you know the thing, the thing about this one though is that it's a federal it's federal it's level, federal yes. level. so th this is all specifically just federally outlining any sort of uh requirements that are going to be needed by the states and, and remember, like, if this is federal, if this does change and it's federally legal, that does not mean that it will become legal in your state. No. No, like, your state still has to decide whether or not it's going to be legal. If it is legal, that means it's now legal on the federal level and you can't be tried in a federal court. But uh, your state sheriff could still send you state, back into yeah. the jail. And if you really want to fight that, you're going to be in a very heated legal battle. Because yeah. state versus federal fights are not fun. Not not fun at all, and you're going to need a really good lawyer to win that one because that's going to be tough. So I would not, uh, even if Trump does legalize this federally, I would not go out and smoke the first joint in front of your congressman. It's probably not going to be wise. No. I would wait until your state decides that they are going to implement laws in regards to legalizing it on a state level as well. 
Or, if your state has already made that fun and legal, congratulations, you're fine and dandy and your state has won. Yeah, and you're making a ton of money in tax revenue. Which, by the way, let's think of what this tax money is going towards. Schools. Huge amount is going towards schools, in Colorado especially. Infrastructure and roads Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Buildings, building repair, bridge repair, road repair, all that kind of stuff. And then another one is just generally going back into the economy. Well, also, you think about the money that your uh, state or even on a federal level, like that your government is saving by not cracking down or having to spend all the time and resources on people that are using marijuana. I mean, most of the time, if you get caught with it, it's decriminalized, like by now. Uh, like most most places are going to like just throw it out, whatever, and let you go because it is such a small thing. Most cops don't even give a crap. People. Now, I'm not saying test that, because no. there, you will find some that are like, hey, that's still illegal, but, yeah. you know, it's becoming decriminalized more and more often, and it's, it's just, our country as a whole is moving this direction, let's just eliminate it. Like, why? A recent poll has found, and I'm not sure who this poll was by, so don't even, don't even try and ask me that question, but... I did. I did see a poll that said that. Uh, oh, oh, I think it said over sixty percent of American high schoolers have at one point tried marijuana, and I think over seventy percent of Americans as a whole have tried marijuana at least once in their life, and we still have zero overdoses today on marijuana recorded because it's just not physically possible. Period. It, with, by yourself, like the only way to actually do it would be like hook up an IV. Uh, you would have to have a THC drip. Yeah, and, <laughs> like, and someone else, you would be passed out long before you would die of an overdose. And so, it'd be pretty painless. Let me tell yeah, you. Yeah, you wouldn't you're, feel. You're already going to be gone. So. <laughs> and Drew made a huge point on this, and I didn't point this out in the last uh, thing we were talking about either, but. This is a huge, huge money-saving opportunity for us because the amount of uh, money we spent on the war on drugs, especially against marijuana, just just as that drug alone, has been astronomical since the 70s when this war on drugs actually started via Reagan. And another thing I forgot, the thing I was talking about in the last point, which I forgot to talk about, is uh, the U.S. stopping st- the U.S. stopping training the South Korean troops is going to save us a lot of money there as well. Not a lot of it's not going to save us uh, like a huge percentage of our military budget, but it is going to save us a good chunk of money. I, you know, we could be talking billions of dollars here that we're saving, putting back into American pockets instead of uh, the South Korean troop pockets and military spending that we don't need. Yeah. And also think of it this way, and I, you know, I I don't want people to think of it this way necessarily, but like, if, if there are less uh, uh, law enforcement having to look for things like marijuana that should not be criminalized in the first place. They can be out catching real bad guys. They can be out (laughs) catching real criminals or just not be in your neighborhood, therefore causing a big scene of someone getting accidentally shot or getting into some sort of situation where there could be more risk than there needs to be by just decriminalizing it. Mm-hmm. Like, seriously, just make it legal and then, I, oh, it does not make any sense that it is illegal uh, this, like, today. 
No, it does not make. We're any spending sense. way too much money trying to crack down on it when it is something that does not need to be cracked down upon. People that are smoking are not doing anything wrong. No, as long as you're not smoking and driving. Yes, as long as you are, yeah. You you just have to follow all the laws when it comes to that kind of stuff. Like you you can't drink and drive. I mean, yeah. You can't smoke and drive. You yeah. can't get too drunk in public. You can't get too high in public. Like it's like just... it was like the law, uh, like the bill was saying. You know that it is to be treated like alcohol. Yeah. It's you know you don't drink and drive. You know if you get caught under the influence, you're it's still driving under the influence and, like regardless of what the toxic like the intoxicant was and if you're under 21 buying the stuff you're gonna get charged too yeah like it, it's not any different than alcohol it, it, this would make it phenomenal for america i think oh no we'd be seeing a bunch of people uh smoked out on the sidewalk well yeah there are gonna be some like rundown bums but like who even cares there's, I mean, bum, yeah. there's bums anyways there, there's gonna be that issue but if you think about it that all the good that could come from this far outweighs like the few people that you might actually see now that are just passed out on the curb <laughs> but if you're already living in a place where you see people passed out on the curb it's not gonna be surprising to see more no no, it really is not, and uh, I mean, I've been to several cities here in mid-Missouri, and I've seen people passed out on the ground. Yeah, I, I've seen people, like, I've seen three homeless people sleep in the entryway for a bank uh, during the winter uh, in Missouri before because they didn't have anywhere else to go. And I mean, that you know, that's the thing, but you're still going to see homeless people if you legalize marijuana. If it and still it, remains illegal, you're, it, hell, we already have homeless people. That's not going to change. I'd really like to see a study or correlation done between homeless people and marijuana usage. Because I think that's ridiculous. It's, yeah. it's just like the studies that are coming out and saying that, uh, oh, video games might cause violence in young teens. It's like, what? Where yeah, did no, you get those quote facts? People just happen to be doing this thing when they were caught doing something else. That does not mean they're correlated. It just means that they were doing... It just means they happen to be in the wrong place at the wrong time, I guess. Yep. And the two things just happen to coincide. Yeah. So, one last thing. This isn't even a topic I'm going to talk about, but this is a thing I have seen all over the news, so I just have to mention it. It is that Twitter's CEO had to apologize for eating Chick-fil-A during... Uh, Gay Pride Month, which is this month. He legitimately had to come out and apologize for eating Chick-fil-A, and there is this this story that's run by uh, Babylonie, which is a fake news source. It, it's like The Onion. It's just for laughs. Oh, okay. And it says, House Democrats draft legislation that would make it a hate crime to eat at Chick-fil-A. <laughs> and Ben Shapiro tweeted or put that out on Facebook and said, too close to reality. Yeah, that is really too close to reality because at first I saw that and I was like, oh my god, is this real? Someone but, actually had to apologize for eating Chick-fil-A. Yes, yes. And why, why, why? Just because one time, like three or four years ago, the the CEO of Chick-fil-A said that he didn't support like the right for gays to get married or something like that. Yeah, the CEO didn't support it, by the way. That was a single person. Yes, but now... Chick-fil-A is like Jesus food and it's like it's anti-gay anti anti somehow. Yeah, I, I've never ever known chicken to be anti-gay, especially when it's cooked. But I I could I don't know. You know what I've got uh, ready for me to go eat after this podcast? I've got a big bag of Chick-fil-A waiting for me. I'm done with Pride Month that that's how we're really going to be. If we if we're going to sit there and and be mad at somebody because they ate chicken, 
and saying that that's discriminatory toward your sexual orientation, I'm sorry. I'm going to buy as much Chick-fil-A as I want. I'm going to buy it every day this month. I don't I don't give a rat's ass. I, I like this is embarrassing and the LGBT community should be uh, embarrassed by this and really should try and promote uh, some other way to um, I don't know, maybe promote inclusion, which is something that they constantly ask for. You know, like fair uh, fair treatment and equality and inclusion. By doing this, you're literally excluding them. So I, you're being hypocrites. The LGBT community, and I, I may get some flack for this, but a lot of them are super hypocritical in the fact that they want to be recognized as and accepted, which, yes, go ahead. I, 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 I accept your lifestyle. Like, yeah, yeah. like just, just, just do it and don't include me in it and don't force me to do anything and I don't care. But that last part that I just said is the huge part. Don't force me to do anything. They want us to just accept them and love them and just give them every single thing they want because they're gay. Makes no sense. That's all I'm saying about it. We're ending it there. And uh, we're going to end the podcast, too. So, hey, thanks, yeah. Drew, for being on. It's, oh, of course. It's always, always been a great time. Always a good time doing this podcast. We had a lot to talk about. Definitely going to have a lot to talk about in episode 25. Um, and for those who don't know, who just so, so happen to stumble upon uh, this podcast, you can find this podcast on my uh, website, reallysimplepolitics.com. You could also just Google Really Simple Politics, and I will show up on the front page. Uh, go ahead and check the the website. I've got blog posts out there. I've got all my podcasts out there. I'm starting to put a little bit more photography uh, action on the website. I've also got a uh, shop, the Southern Society thing that we played an ad for. We've got uh, different t-shirts and yoga pants coming very, very soon. I will be putting those on the shop probably this upcoming weekend i believe so ladies be looking for yoga pants dudes be buying or women be buying those uh, unisex tees that we have out there for southern society and uh we're gonna call it so peace everybody